You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey. Baby, here I am, I'm a man on the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I forgot some good old love, and then I got some in store. When I get through throwing it on you, you got to come back for more. Boys and things will come by the dozen. That ain't nothing but drugs, don't love it. Pretty little thing, let me light your count. Cause mama, I'm sure hard to hell and I, yes, around. I am so in love with this idea that Kanan came up with last, I don't know when he came up with it, but he came up with it. And so now what we're going to start doing is a wild card episode in our seasons. Mm -hmm. And I freaking love this. I love the idea of having a wild card because I feel like anything goes. Yeah. because That's fun. For so many of our episodes, we try to get our point of views across about a specific topic. And, you know, we find like we pull in different anecdotes and examples of it. So we can we sometimes in our episodes, we can really flesh out an idea so it's kind of nice to just talk about what's on our mind randomly because, you know, in conversations that we have with our friends a lot of times, we just talk about random shit. So why not have a show where we just talk as friends? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun for us. Hopefully it's fun for you guys, too. But it'll definitely be fun for us. Yeah. I actually kind of had like a venting moment that I had in mind because I think people misunderstand when... I'm a matchmaker, I'm a dating expert, I'm a relationship expert. It's what I do for a living. But when I try to date, Mm -hmm. my personal dating life, and some of you who have followed us for like since the beginning (laughs) have been on some of my dates with me where it's just (laughs) fucking chaos. (laughs) It is so hard to date the coach, the expert, the whatever, you know, even I see it in clients that are therapists, they struggle with it as well. But like, my big issue is that guys will start to date me, they'll find the podcast, they'll listen to a recent episode Mm -hmm. and be like, is that me? Are you talking about me? I don't want you to talk about me. Men and their egos. Dude, (laughs) it's not about you. I know. It's like that Carly Simon song. recorded way in advance. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) this is not about it's not about (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of times i talk about relationships from like the past or dating experiences from like far in the past because i do want to respect anyone that i'm currently dating or if you're just an absolute dipshit then maybe i will talk about Mm -hmm. you but i'm never gonna name drop i'm never gonna say who it is Mm -hmm. so it's never recognizable so just Don't get your panties in a bunch. It's funny that you say that because it makes you think that there's a lot of things that a lot of men have in common. If you're like talking about someone in the past and the new guy is like, oh, were you talking about me on that episode that you just released this week? And you're like, dude, I recorded it like a month ago before we even met. What are you talking about? So, but that being said. Wow, a lot of guys must mm-hmm. share the same fucked up things that they're doing and relate. Like, what? What's one of the things that? <laughs> right, good point. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I didn't even think of that. They're all doing the same shit wrong. <laughs> what was one of the things? Like, do you remember like what one of the guys was talking about that from one of the episodes? Because I feel like we've we've 
talked about so much and you've, you did share a lot about your relationships and you know, my favorite, I'm not going to lie, is the fireman story. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. which one? Uh, Haven't I talked about him a few times? <laughs> oh, well, there's multiple firemen in your life. No, no, no. <laughs> there's only been one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then which story that I shared? Because I think I've talked about him a few yeah. times. No, I just like the whole story of you like living in San Luis Obispo and you're like hooking up with this fireman. It's like, it's kind of hot. It's almost like one of those Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> Except at the end of the Hallmark movie, they end up falling in love and realizing they've been in love the whole time. And I do not foresee any of that in our future yeah. on either side. Yeah. So. He's a great person, mm-hmm. and I have so much respect for what he does, uh, but I just don't – it's just – I mean, he's got a perfect penis, but mm. I don't think he's a perfect boyfriend. Not that he has to be perfect. That's a terrible word to use. I fucking hate that word. But I just don't think he's he's right for me, and I actually don't think I'm right for him as far as relationships go. Should so. happen. There's that. You know, I've noticed in the past when men had perfect penises, they weren't perfect partners. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like all, like I was like thinking, like I was on a rut in a car on the way home because today's Monday. Yeah, oh, well, not to give away the show or whatever, but <laughs> we were on. Nobody knows when yeah, we're doing we this. were on our way home from dinner, and I was saying it's so funny how all the men I ended up with, like the ones that had like long term relationships, have all had names beginning with J. Juan, Joe Pepe, and now John. It's like all these J's or whatever. But then I started to think about all the other guys that I've been with. And they've all kind of had like, you know, fuckboy names. I don't want to say their names because I don't want them to be like, oh, you mentioned me in the show and called me a fuckboy. Like the heterosexual Chad. Yes, exactly. Like those mm-hmm. kind. And while... Sorry for all the Chads Sorry. Out there. I mean, usually men named Chad are kind of hot and they're usually... They usually have an fuck boys. Yeah, and they usually have an ego. It's, I'm, I'm, we don't mean to offend guys named Chad out there. I mean, I had a friend in the past named Chad. I was like secretly. People accuse me of being in love with him, but really, we were just really good friends. But then, as we our friendship grew a little, I did kind of see myself for a hot moment, and I kind of like you know mm. made that obvious. And then I got like rejected, and ever since then, I was like, you know, I don't want to be your friend. I don't. This is just weird now. It's like uh, it's it's so weird when you share something like that with someone. And they're your friend. Because that's a chance you take. Right. You know? And then, yeah. So, but anyway, all these, I never had sex with this Chad guy. Just let me make that clear. But all these other guys, <laughs> yeah, because people thought we did it. That never happened. But all the other guys who had perfect penises or they made me come just fucking me or something like that weren't perfect partners. And a lot of them are still single mm-hmm. to this day. It seems like the stable men have, like, stable names with stable jobs. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. But I think I think there's something to be said about... I know we kept talking about the perfect penis. And to be fair, there is no perfect penis. And there's no perfect boyfriend. There's no perfect girlfriend. There's no perfect anything. Because it's all, it's all relative. The point, though... I've seen a perfect penis. ...is that penis, I yeah. think when you have... Um, a very nice penis, mm-hmm. a very well endowed one, mm-hmm. and you know how to use it. I think, and this is my experience from listening to people talk about the situation. So it's not just me personally, but like research and how when you have a great dick <laughs> and you know maybe how to use mm-hmm. it, you don't know how to use your freaking tongue. 
you just rely solely on that perfect dick. Well, this is true. Yeah, this is going to be a wild card. No, you know what? <laughs> this is true because they feel like that's what they have to offer. There's really nothing else. Right. You got this big dick. Go ahead, girl or boy. Have fun. What else do they need to do? Um, It's so much more than that. It's like, especially straight men. It drives me absolutely wild to know that there's so many straight men out there that refuse to go down on their woman. And they refuse to learn how to do better down there even. And so I just don't understand. Like, I have friends. I have uh, clients who've talked about this. In some of my singles groups, people have come to me and asked, like, how do I tell my partner? Like, I love him so, so much. He's amazing. We have great sex. But he just will not go down on me. He just doesn't like it. So what the actual Fuck. You know, it's so interesting that you say this. I'm about to share something very intimate in my relationship. It is a complete opposite in my relationship. Oral sex is plentiful. Whereas, like, penetrative sex, that's like... That almost never, mm-hmm. that almost never happens, you know? Mm. Yeah. I wonder... Like, I'm not a sex expert, just for anyone who's listening to us and hasn't been following us. Just to be super clear, I am a relationship and dating expert. I am not a sex expert. Neither when we am talk I. about sex on this show, it is simply our point of yeah. view and our personal opinions coming into play and things that I hear from clients, from friends, from family, from, you know, people who have reached out. Yeah. But I am no expert when it comes to sex or why shit happens sexually the way it does. But... I mean, I have some thoughts around it, but this is the one I can't seem to figure out. This is the one I don't understand why. Is, is it not to get gross on all y'all, but like, is it a smell thing? Oh, about men not wanting your, to your go. Your lady smell? Yeah, like, why aren't you willing to go down there? And why do you try and fake it? Why do you get down there and try and use your fingers instead of your tongue? Like, we know the difference. I think there is a cleanliness and pure thing within the American culture, actually, because it is kind of the same in the gay world. And I'm going to throw this out there. In the gay world, that can kind of be the same as men who don't like to eat ass before they fuck a guy, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because, oh, that's dirty down there. You got to make sure you're clean. And I think it's the same in both gay and straight relations where... In our country, uh, certain things are just not... I think the vagina has been marketed as a very dirty thing from childbirth through sexuality. And like it's been told to men like all the time that's very dirty. There's cultures where, from my understanding, I could be completely wrong, um, they have to cover that part of their body up, even when they're having sex. So if around the world we have been telling men and women that the vagina is a dirty thing and it only should be used for procreation, I can see why a lot of men are a little bit hesitant just because of the conditioning of the entire fucking world. That, but then why are they okay with a blowjob? Because why are they okay receiving but not giving? Because that's another thing. <laughs> Men mm-hmm. have been conditioned to receive blowjobs or to be on the receiving end of some pleasure. I think men have been conditioned to be 
um, the re- just the receiving end of all things that a king should get. And that includes a blowjob from a small dainty woman or a twink. Whatever. Um, these are just wild theories that I'm throwing out there. This is just shit that goes on. I can be completely fucking wrong. But I think that's really what it is. I think the conditioning of human beings so far has put men on a higher uh, platter than I get or a higher whatever than women. So naturally, like the, look at the buildings, look at the monuments. They're all shaped like dicks, you know? So we, there's right. this obsession <laughs> with the male penis all over the fucking world. There is no obsession with the vagina. If anything, we cover it up in a lot of cultures and say it's dirty. Only go there when it's time to have a kid. So I think in men's mm-hmm. minds, it fucks with their head a little. So the thought of going down on a woman, I think religion and all that fucks with their head or they think about childbirth or they think about what comes out of it and yada, yada, yada. To, I think for many, they're like, oh, well, a dick is an Audi. You just sucking on it. I'm licking. I think this is just. I'm going inside of you. Yeah, okay, okay. I think this is just how guys think. Now, this is not all men. <laughs> I have some friends where right, that's right, right. all they want to do. Like, like, I have some male friends where it's like, man, I can't get enough of eating out my girl. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Okay. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> and props to you. Can you teach this to some other men? I think men need to get more comfortable with not only their own. I mean, we are comfortable yeah. with our own bodies, yes, but with sexuality in order for that to really happen. And I think. Especially, I don't know. I think I feel like white. I think I, I, I don't know. I can't really throw race into it. I think men as a whole just have to become more comfortable with sexuality to to do more. Right. I mean, part of what got me thinking about this in the first place is a, a recently a friend of mine suggested I read the book. Um, I hope they serve beer in hell by Tucker Max, mm-hmm. and it's Fratire. And. When I first started listening to it, I was like, this is absolutely disgusting. This is horrible that he does this to women. And then there's a point in the book when he specifically points out the fact that he doesn't do anything to these women that they don't allow. Mm-hmm. And my whole mind frame shifted at that point. And I continued reading the book. And even though like it's it's so degrading to women, let me give you an example. So he's telling a story in his book Allegedly, these are all true stories. They might, whatever. (laughs) Where he's like pushing her to the point of like, I want to see how far I can take this girl to like do things before she finally says no, because she just was never saying no. And so he had her give him a blowjob while he was pooping. And like, granted, I'm at the gym listening to this and I'm laughing hysterically. And it's disgusting that I'm laughing. I'm disgusted at myself for laughing (laughs) I still am but like that got me really thinking like this is the culture that we're teaching men like this is what we're trying to say to them like this is okay behavior exactly look at the porn and he's written multiple books like this where he talks about all of these sexual encounters he's had with women where it's just disgustingly degrading But if a woman wrote a book like this, you call a slut. Yeah, it would. It's like all these. I can't believe you put yourself out there like that. These bro. That would be the reaction. Well, who puts who out like that? Like the women or him as a writer? That's she would be shamed for it. 
He's not being shamed for it. That's the conditioning of our world. Like you see, there's some of these pages, like these bro guys, they write these um, affirmation pages to help other guys out. A lot of the, some of the information is tried and true. Yes. It's like that red pill shit. But a lot of it is misogynist. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is telling guys a a woman's place is in the kitchen. A a woman needs to serve you. You A woman should not be a leader. If you're a real alpha man, she needs to be, you know, barefoot in the kitchen. It's very troubling. But this is information shared by a lot of 20-year-olds, 30-year-old guys who are trying to be rich, who are trying to be the next alpha guy on a yacht with the girl. I mean, you see these videos of these... Like, I forget his name. He was an influencer on Instagram. He's like this white guy with a beard. He was good looking, I guess. Had a, Like half the influencers well, on Instagram. Well, this one is specifically, <laughs> I think it, those listening might know who I'm talking about. He, he was like this, he's maybe five foot eight, a muscly white guy. He always had a tan or something. He wore sunglasses a lot. But in a lot of his videos, he was surrounded by like these Victoria's Secret looking models or I, I, Victoria's is kind of old. Uh, uh, I can't really say Fenty because they're mostly just all white girls or white looking girls. Right. So I don't, it wasn't too diverse. But a lot of his stuff was promoting guys to be the alpha, to be um, the leader in your industry, to like go after what you want. But a lot of it was also misogynist because it was t- basically he was telling us, all of us, I didn't follow him. I would just see his shit when they would talk about it. He's basically telling his right. followers, have orgies with tons of women. You know, have eight girls around. You're the only dick in there. Fuck each of them and then leave. This is what's being promoted to guys, to young guys who want to be successful. You hear guys who love movies like The Wolf on Wall Street. That is a movie that is wild. But that being said, there are men out there that look at that movie like it's a fucking Bible on how to be a successful man in America. Straight up. Well, what about this book? It was a number one bestseller. And then I think his next book was a number one bestseller. He wrote like, I think, three or four books about this. And then finally, when he met his wife, wrote a book or co-wrote a book uh, about relationships mm. and it shifted. Yeah. And he, I think he lost his glory. And I could see it. Like I, So I listened to it mostly because he reads his own books. And so to hear like him laugh midpoint when he's retelling the stories in the book is kind of, it makes it enjoyable to listen to it. I don't know if I could have actually literally just read this shit. But listening to him tell the stories is more entertaining. But as soon as he gets to the serious book, the one about relationships, he doesn't read it. It's read by someone else, and now it sounds just very boring. And so I get it. And like, look, like I don't agree with him by any means. I just think this is terrible that we are trying to say that this is okay behavior I don't know but the reality is Mm -hmm. that people are eating this shit up we like characters and not differentiating we love a character in this country I mean when you think about who's in our politics and our government who are the pop stars who are like the the major influencers a lot of these people are sometimes very troubling like it's Some of the female influencers, a lot of the male influencers, politicians, whatever. Like they throw out these Mm. theories and anecdotes where really if you like listen to it, you're like, this can lead to some fucked up relationships. But we eat it up. We say, oh, she's so entertaining. She's a diva. She she gets it. Or he is so strong. He's an alpha male. Oh, my God. He's he's like a proud American man, blah, blah, whatever the fucking shit they talk about. But 
we like these characters. We right. we want to be these characters because they're larger than life. Because most think we want to date them too. We want to date them. It's like I had some female friends in the past who are um they're very liberal, but oddly enough, they all ended up with these like rough and tough Republican men, and the way they would be around them, I can tell it was just a sexual dynamic. I'm like I get it, uh, but then his politics would be super. I mean, I don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. She didn't agree with them, but she loved this, the manliness, the alphaness about his character that he was putting out into the world. You know, he fixed shit. He's so manly. He drinks beer. He might hit me sometimes. Ooh. But oh, I know. Gross. I, I'm not trying to glamorize domestic violence, but I'm just trying to show you how we love these characters, how we will overlook these things, these problematic ideas, because it's a character. But these are things that are conditioning young men and women all over the world, which is why we're here where we are. This is, which is why there, there are men out there who mm-hmm. won't eat pussy because, you know, it's not manly to eat <laughs> pussy. There's men out there, you, or there's women out there who won't suck a dick for X, Y reason. I don't know. But um, this is just a conditioning, I think. And I think we got to get past it. Yeah. It's a red flag to me. Like, if I'm start dating someone and we become intimate and he is weird about it it's a huge red flag because like i've dated guys before who just are really hesitant about it and it's just like if you want to be sexual with me this is part of it and if you aren't willing to make sure your partner is satisfied then what are you going to be like further down the road in this relationship are you going to ever make me a priority Mm -hmm. And it's not to be that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm the girl. I have to be the priority. I have to be number one. That's not what I'm saying because I know guys tend to seem to think that that's what women want. They just want to be your number one priority. I get it. There's other priorities. But in a relationship, in a healthy relationship, you are your partner's priority and your partner needs to be your priority. Yeah. It's the only way it can fucking work. That is how the shit works. Yeah. And you together need to make other things around you your priority, your kids, family, whatever it is, work, career choices, but you do it together at that point. So if you are this early into a relationship and you aren't being open to make sure that your partner is satisfied and pleasured and happy, then what the fuck is it going to look like down the road? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if... I, if I was a straight man, well, no, I can't really say that. I think if you're a straight man and you're with a woman, your face should be buried in your woman's vagina all the fucking time. Why not? Like, uh, like I don't get it. Like, you guys should be 16. It's so interesting. When we go to Palm Springs, there's this thing called exotic dreams now. And it's for straight people. It used to be like this... Um, gay sex club where you pay make a day pass they have a pool they have a maze i don't know how many straight people know about this but there's a thing in the gay world where we have like sex clubs where we go and there's like you know room dark rooms with slings and stuff where you go to room to room to room to room fucking strangers it's a delight anyway um straight people are doing it too now and i find it very interesting and it's kind of cool because i think when i used to watch uh real sex on HBO as a kid, a lot of the stuff that I learned about nudism and sexuality was from straight white people. So I always find it interesting when we're working on this show and we're talking, we're having conversations. 
it seems like people have reverted <laughs> into this. <laughs> like, it slightly seems like straight people will have, like, maybe religion has taken over. I don't know what's happened. I don't know. But it seems like people are more timid sexually than they used to be. So I was kind of excited to see, like, exotic dreams open up in Palm Springs. Gay people are not happy about it because, you know, oh, why are you taking something from us to give to straight people? We have a lot. It's like, guys, chill out. But (laughs) it's cool to see, like, sometimes we'll drive past it and we'll see, like, uh, like two couples standing outside waiting for their Uber to come get them. And I'm just like, oh, were they just in there passing their partners off to different people? And now they're just like, I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat. (laughs) I think it's fucking cool because it seems like... In the straight world, there's a jealousy thing. And then there's that's mixed with the, also mixed with the, I don't want to go down on my girl or I don't want to give my husband a blowjob. There's all that anxiousness around sexuality. So to see straight people doing that, I think it's cool. So I, I'm here to- I, I agree. I mean, not everyone should do it. I think it's nice that they have a place. Right, right. If they, But if it's- it's not for me, so I wouldn't want to do it, but like someone else who wants to do that with their partner and they both consent to this, like I think it's great that they have a place to go and do this then. Like there's nothing wrong with it and being open to it is important for some couples, but and I've seen it with some um ethical non-monogamous couples where that jealousy element actually is what drives their own sex life. Like he or she might need to feel that jealousy to be attracted to their partner. And it happens it, it happens more often than I think we realize really? in some couples. Yeah. That that moment of like, you know, we have this open relationship. I know that you're out with someone else. It makes me a little bit jealous. And so now I'm going to step it up another notch to make sure that when you come home to me, you are happy with me. You're satisfied with me. Oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And it's fine. It's fine that that happens. I'm I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing or anything like that. It's just what drives that couple. And if you're aware of it, then great. Yeah. Go for it and, you know, lean into it. But Do you think more awareness should just happen for a lot of relationships? Just like, yeah. yeah. And it's not just awareness, but it's communicating the awareness. Like you might know, but I find that a lot of men just stuff it. Anything like, oh, I'm feeling a certain way about my significant other, but I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want to burden them with my issues, whatever it is. And then they just stuff it down because that's what men have been taught for generations. But it's and it's tough because I can sit here and say, like, guys, it's okay, Start talking about your feelings. But in all reality, women don't want to hear it from their partner. Because they want that partner to be that strong man. So where's the balance for guys? Guys are, I think, really struggling to find like the balance of I need to be able to open up to my partner. But at the same time, like then I won't be the strong alpha male that she's looking for who scratches his balls and watches football and drinks beer or whatever it is. Yes. I think... If it's not your partner, I think men should just have someone to talk to. What I'm learning is men don't have, not even, they don't even have these conversations with their friends. Even the conversations with their friends I, I've learned is superficial, very, you know, oh, what are you doing today? The weather. Oh, this game is on. Man, did you see that pass? That was amazing. Not really deep conversations. And if you're not right. having deep conversations with anyone, 
not your wife, not your friends, that can lead to, that does lead to a lot of problematic relationships. And I think that's the main fucking issue. You're being told to be right. an alpha male. And at the exact same time, you have nowhere to vent this energy, this frustrations, which I do think leads to domestic violence. I do think leads to gun usage. I do think leads to like these extreme sports because they need to get that shit out somehow. Otherwise, it's going to either you're going to end up with an alcoholic or a drug addict or a sex addict or some kind of addict to be able to deal with the frustrations of everyday life. So I think and it seems like we've been talking about a lot in this. Men need to be, a, couples need, we need, all of us need more self-awareness <laughs> about what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is happening and a deconditioning because I think. Well, I think that's why men's groups are so important. Yeah. I think men need men's groups to be able to have a safe space to talk about things where they don't feel judged and they don't need to be the alpha male in that group yeah. you don't need to yeah. you have someone else holding a space you have a somebody who's leading the group they will hold that space for you so that you know that this is okay to talk about whatever you need to talk about even if it's embarrassing but it's also saying that you trust the other men in this yeah. group and i think that's difficult trust that's something that's like shaky in today's world like can i because you know huh. mm -hmm. yeah so i would love to see more i don't know how to even spiral to this but like i would love to see more men's groups out there i know that there's quite a few um already done by like male coaches relationship coaches experts uh dating experts whatever but it would be nice just to see more groups for men so that guys have a place to go and talk about their feelings. Straight, gay, doesn't matter, but just really focused on that masculine energy and not even teaching them, you know, it doesn't even have to be like a setting where they learn a lot, but like just for them to be able to get out <clears throat> emotions, mm -hmm. what they're feeling, um, to just be able to be unfiltered. Yeah. You know, you heard it here first, and if it comes out, great. I can almost picture it. Not like an A, almost like an AA meeting. I went to one of those. I was dating this guy when I was younger, and then I went to some of those with him. And one thing I do, I will say I like about those meetings, minus, anyway, is there is a space that they're allowed to share what's going on in their life. It would be nice if there was a space like that where you don't necessarily have to be an ex-addict. Maybe a space right. before you get to that stage where you're an addict, but somewhere where uh, people could just come and just, I guess the fear is, will they judge me? You know? And I don't know how we can create a, a room or a space where men can just go and be like, okay, there's a bunch of guys here. I'm going to share this shit. This is kind of weird. I hope it doesn't leave this room. Like, how, I wish we could create a world where they can feel they can trust the other guys in this room and nothing leaves these four walls like a AA meeting. Right. It'll be nice to see that because I think if, if men are able to talk about that shit and do that stuff, more women will be getting their pussies ate. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, or at least they'll be listening a little bit better to what their partner needs or what their partner wants. But women do it all the time. It's called going out with the ladies. Yeah ladies nights yeah. because we are already very open about our emotions because it's the feminine energy yeah. 
But I get it. I understand why men are having this struggle with their female partners of, you know, look, she wants me to be emotionally available. She wants me to talk about feelings. But if I do this too much, I am no longer in that masculine energy. I am no longer that masculine alpha male that she was originally attracted to. And now she's going to go seek that masculine alpha male somewhere else. How do you find the balance? And so I think that's really challenging for a lot of straight men. So I feel for them. Yeah. I think you could find a balance. I think it's just having. Oh, absolutely. It's just having a strong sense of self. Because Mm -hmm. there's some masculine men out there who are very accepting, very open, nurturing, but they also still stay in touch with whatever masculinity means to them. Because it's different for everyone. I mean, one guy can be, you know, shooting guns and hunting. Another guy can be something a little bit more academic. It's different for everybody. How they just, right? They, 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 to me, masculinity is just leadership. I don't know. I don't. We've talked about it hundreds of times in this fucking show already. But what the actual alpha male is yeah. in that misconception of yeah, yeah. the definition yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there is a way, and it usually I notice for those guys, it's just a strong sense of self, like. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been on on sets with some of these A-list actors, and they could be acting, you know, all times, even when the cameras aren't going. But what I've noticed about some of these yeah. guys who are, like, really, like, I don't want to say, ugh, I don't want to give too many names away. But, like, some of these big names, you know, mm-hmm. it's just when they walk into a room, I am who I am. Either you're going to accept it or you're not. If you're not, fuck you. Bye. And... That energy, a lot of times, is very masculine. That's that I know who I am. But these people are also very like, oh, you're this, you're that, you're this, that. I don't care. Just respect me and I respect you and we can move on. And they're very open to taking criticism. They're very open to ideas. I think a strong man is just open to ideas, open to criticisms, just open and honest with himself. Yeah. I think what would be beneficial is to find someone that you look up to, right? For an example, Tony Robbins. Would you say he's a pretty masculine man? I think most people would say that he's a pretty masculine dude. Well, he carries himself. He looks like it, that's for sure. He's tall. And if you've ever watched any of his videos, he is definitely that masculine energy. But in the moments where he is telling stories or he's sharing and being vulnerable, for one, he's being vulnerable, he'll cry, he'll share his emotions, he'll be raw, he'll be honest. And then he pops back into his masculine energy again and continues on with, you know, whatever he's doing. So, like, find someone like that for you who you look up to and you say, look, this is this is the, my ideal guy. This is the guy who gives off very masculine energy, very alpha energy, because he is an alpha, but he has these moments of vulnerability and he does have moments where he can be open and cry in front of people. I mean, not saying that you have to, but no, just find that person in your life. It doesn't have to be someone famous. It could be someone just that you know, a parent or a relative or a coworker or a boss or whoever. Just find that person and, you know, Use that as like 
the bar of where you want to get to of like, look, there's this person and, you know, they're alpha most of the time, but then they have this vulnerability piece. That's what I want to strive for. I agree. It's always been said that men should have a mentor. And I think everyone, Mm -hmm. just like you said, a coach, whatever, everyone needs to have someone that could Mm -hmm. uh, hold them accountable for their actions and their decisions because a lot of times we overlook our own actions and the things that we do. And then when the consequences start to show up in our lives, we're like, oh, how did that happen? And if you have someone that holds you accountable for your things, they're like, well, you did that that time. So maybe that's why this happened. And then it, it helps you think better and be more introspective. You know, you mentioned crying. I think men should cry. I actually wrote an article about it on thegentlemanco.com recently. Oh, nice. How I was talking about how crying actually gives you strength because if you get that Mm -hmm. energy out it allows you to approach something with a a stronger sense of self because you've gotten that energy out and now you're ready to conquer because a lot of times when you're holding back the tears it's almost like holding back like a a flood from happening it's just going to build up and build up and build up and then one day it's just going to burst you want to have those periods where you let it out and then you can reapproach right, life. Right, because crying will turn into anger. Yes. I oh, mean, the lack, lack of, crying. of crying. Yes. Right, yes. because it's an emotion. Yes. You know, it's stuffing emotions. And as it it fills, you know, it's like a tube. As it gets full, it's going to eventually explode. Mm-hmm. And the explosion is anger. Yeah. So let the emotion out in the meantime. That way, when it does explode, it's not not going to be anger maybe you'll have a different explosive reaction to something joyful but yeah Yeah. i think this has been a really good episode like for our first wild card episode i do too we talked about a lot of different stuff today we like talked about a little bit of sex a little bit of um masculinity masculinity, introspection Hmm. hmm Hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode with us because we kind of want to do this randomly and just throw a wild card in. And, you know, who knows what we'll talk about during our wild card episodes, but it makes them fun and it keeps you on your toes so that you don't get too complacent with the way that we run the seasons. Oh, with that (laughs) said... Well, that's a wrap on today's episode, but it's certainly not a wrap on us. Check out my website, datesmartersexier.com, where you can get your copy of my book, sign up for dating courses, or join the matchmaking community. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming site. And if you'd like to get involved, shoot us an email at datesmarterpodcast at gmail.com. Whether you'd like to be a guest or simply want your question answered, we're here to help. And remember, all of our questions remain anonymous. Until next time, keep dating smarter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter, Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, 
please visit datesmartersexier.com. And please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform. Gentlemen, if you're looking for a company that's all about helping men like you achieve optimal health, wellness, and vitality, you should check out The Gentleman Company. They offer a wide range of natural supplements and wellness products to help men like you feel and perform your best every single day. So for more information, visit www.gentlemen.co. That's gentlemen without the A. You can thank me later.